We dropping bombs because the show is fresh and new and we coming at you like no other, bro- brother. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the clap. Thank you for the clap. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Welcome to a whole new uh, Sports Radio show here on a weekday, believe it or not. You know what I mean? I would, I, I don't know why. Oh, by the way, I'm your host, Brett Reed, the sports critic. If you've never listened to the show before and this is your first time and you enjoy it, hey, subscribe. Become a friend of the show. Be... A friend. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Become a friend of the said show and enjoy. Yes, enjoy. Be be a friend. We we all need friends here. <laughs> this time of need, especially. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, yesterday I kind of was sitting, and I was you know looking at the TV, and I was getting upset. And I was like, I can't wait till Sunday to express my opinion. And I'm sitting at home anyway, so I can technically do a show every day. Just not enough for me to talk about to do every day. I tell you what, man, something we're going to touch on today on today's show is about marketing. I give the UFC all the credit in the world. They will, they strap themselves with some crummy beers and some crummy things, but they market their 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 athletes, especially my favorite fighter in the world, Amanda Nunez, who is a true fighter, a true beast, just a warrior. You know, she's she plays she plays zero games. <laughs> and when she gets you in that ring, I can tell you, I, I honest to God, I she's. She's a beast. You know what I mean? It's anyone beats her. That's right. Give her her respect there. Clap it up for her. Because she, she she puts in that work. And I think in the post-Ronda Rousey hate and everything day, um, the UFC needs uh, needed uh, a new superstar, needed a new face of not just the women's division, but a face of its whole entire sport in general and i think amanda nunez is that she's the real deal and she has a great backstory and she's she she puts in that work you know what i'm saying and i know people try to belittle women's fighting next to men's fighting but i tell you what i've seen enough ufc fights do not turn your nose up to them to the ladies in the ufc fighting because i'm here to tell you some of them go harder than the dudes. Most of them may go harder than the dudes. Especially a lot of them <clears throat> that um, are moms. Come on, man. You telling me you're going to get birthed and you're going to go get in the ring and slap the piss out of somebody? I, if, I said this once. I said this before. If men had to give birth, the first baby born would have been the last. I can promise you that. There would not have been many. Once word got out. Like how we may have to give birth, yeah. We, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> nope, nope. There will be two men in the history of ever, and here are the two, and that's it. Right about us. Oh, nobody will be around to read the history. You know what I mean? Be some birds reading it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, a uh, couple things we're gonna today's music. If you are a frequent listener of the show and you're like, damn, Brent, you've been playing a lot of hip-hop lately. Yes, but today's show we are going to have a lot of, um, it's all going to be rock, rock and roll, uh, a lot of old school rock and roll. I just kicked it off with some White Snake. Uh, we're going to have some Def Leppard and then, you know, so throw some things in there. We're, you know, I try to switch it up here and there. I don't, my, my library is not deep as I would like it to be. 
um, the days of LimeWire music and what it once was. And you just can't buy the CD anymore and, you know, just burn. I guess I could, but that's a lot of CDs to be buying for no reason. You know, I'm not doing that. I, you know, there's a way I can get the music, but we're not going to go into that. We don't put our business out there. You know what I'm saying? We don't put our business out there. But, um, so, give you a little inside bit. I do another show. So, if you only listen to this show, I do a show on YouTube, a sports show. And this summer... The whole idea was to do uh, a sports, you know, basically mainstream it just around one thing. Because uh, the summertime, sports is kind of dead. And I was just going to stream it around baseball, pr- predic- uh, uh, primarily just around the Yankees, my favorite team of all time, my favorite team in any sport. And um, what happened is this pandemic, this coronavirus and I didn't really have, you know, we nobody has the backup plan. And we don't really know what to do. We're all kind of sitting and waiting. And all I'm, you know, so many people are hoping for baseball. Um, I, I, I pay attention on Twitter a lot. I'm hoping for baseball and a barber because my hair is around my face is starting to grow. And it needs to be cut ASAP. And <clears throat> once I grow impatient with my beard, that means I take it in my own hands and I cut it. Something I don't want to do. As I take a drink of water. But the Yankees this coming season went out and they signed uh, Garrett Cole. And I know it was a big signing. It, you know, we, we stole him from Houston. I don't think it would have taken much because I think he was ready to leave Houston. He probably saw the writing on the wall with all the stuff with the scandal. Speaking of this pandemic, this this virus, if you're Boston and Houston, this is, this is the best thing to happen to you barring anybody dying, but this is the best thing to happen to you because all the news in the world is, will there be a, will there be a season? <laughs> Honest to God, if I was Houston right now, if they could have just waited, just waited like three more weeks, they could have still had their manager. You know what I mean? But they, you know, unfortunately had to fire their manager and so did Boston. I don't know if firing a manager made a whole lot of sense, you know, um, I know they're trying to say, you know, he wasn't paying attention, but I don't, I think that was overkill. So much in today's culture is overkill. We have to over-exaggerate everything. Oh my God. He, he stepped on my shoe. Kill him. Like, <laughs> it's too much over-exaggeration. Like, nobody took the time to actually sit back and go, all right, how, how big a crime was it? How bad of a, of a crime was it? Did it really matter? Um... You know how much other how much other cheating goes on in um, baseball and other sports that we don't see and hear about. You know what I mean? So let's uh, not act like these were the only two teams that ever cheated in the history of cheating. You know, like oh my god, they cheated the way they cheated too. No, they just were smart. You know, hey, there's a <laughs> we can't. I don't. I, in fact, you know. At the time, I was like, yeah, Houston cheated the Yankees, but they used a trash can. That's kind of clever. You know, I used to coach, and, you know, my players, we would, I would, we would, you know, use, um, you know, howling noises or whatever. You know, if you were trying to, you know, tell somebody something. I had players that used to come to me, yo, coach, I picked up on something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stop. You look for advantages when you can, all right? And especially in sports, you look for advantages. Every. Everybody at the professional level is the best. 
I may come on here every now and then and call them a scrub, but they're the best of the best. They're a scrub compared to their peers. They're better than me, but they're the best of the best. They are, you know, the, the top of the top. So you 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 know what I mean. So you're looking for an edge any way you can. Now steroids was a little bit different because it was turning great athletes into super athletes, and you know that's a conversation for another day. But you know I don't I, I don't think Houston should have lost. I don't think they should have lost as much as they did. Now with that being said, here's the Yankees' opportunity. They signed Garrett Cole. They stole him from Houston. But was that enough? The Yankees have great players. They have the they have some of the best talent I've seen on this team in a long time. I kind of blew my stack when they let Didi go, but looking at the roster, the way it's currently set up now as I go to the legal pad, um, if you look at the roster, you have, who replaced Didi? Gabriel Torres, who last year had a monster season, who could put the ball in the stratosphere. This kid Hits the ball in bunches. He is one of the better hitters in all of baseball um, currently. Or as being like he's twenty three years old. Didi was about to turn thirty. This is the uh, in, for the Yankees. This is where you find your franchise. This is where you find the, the guy that's put your leg. You know, you stand your leg on. And I mean, last season the kid puts up thirty eight home runs. He's 6'1". He weighs 200 pounds. He's a big shortstop. He's got that A-Rod, that Nomar, that Derek uh, build, but he's got that power like A-Rod did. He's got that that that, that hitting ability like Nomar. I'm not going to compare him to Miguel Tejada because Miguel Tejada had like a little bit of a streak here, but he is what the Yankees need as far as the future is concerned because you got Judge, you got him, you got Miguel Elduars, uh, whatever, however you say his name, Miguel Elduars. You got D.D. Uh, J.D. Mayhew, and you got Gary Sanchez. All young players you can build around that you can keep. Yankees got the money to keep this together, and the Yankees can look baseball in the face and say, here's how we win for generations. Houston has done a good job of keeping their roster together. The Cubs has kind of done a good job of keeping their roster together. Teams are going a little old school. They're taking advantage of loopholes that the union probably should look into that basically you draft a guy and you own you you he's yours for like seven years depending on where you draft him at. And then you can just give him extension after extension. By the time the guy's a free agent Nobody wants him, you know. You know what I'm saying, or he doesn't want to go anywhere. So I think you know it's pretty cool in that way. And the Yankees need to keep doing. They, they need to keep this core together. Nobody. I, I didn't like the fact they let it. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. He was a relief pitcher, but they let him go. And I feel like he was one of the core guys of this new crop of Yankees coming up. But you know. In 1996, the lineup that was on the 96 championship team was not the same lineup in 95. And I know that line 95 team was very beloved, but it was a different lineup. The 98 team was not the same team as the 96 team. Why? Because the 97 team was, quite frankly. So, the same kind of goes. I think the Yankees was set up this season to, to go for a run. Last year, they were right there, but... For the Yankees to have one of them years, 
They're going to need Sanchez to have an MVP kind of season. Sanchez, Gary Sanchez cannot just look to hit home runs. I'm not going to. I think they need to strip this crap down of velocity and the long ball. If you can hit the ball, you can hit a home run if you're a professional baseball player. Let's keep it simple. Put the ball in play. Put the ball in play. Look for look for base hits. Look for doubles. You'll get your home run. But if Sanchez can turn that batting average into from that pathetic, what was he bat like two uh, sixty five or some crazy crap like that? I know it was pathetic and it was sad. And for what they paid him to hit, I could have hit that. Uh, why can't I find Gary? Gary. <laughs> If you watch SpongeBob, it's a SpongeBob reference. Gary. No, it's not. That's a Howard Stern reference. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, last year he batted 232. 20 years ago, he doesn't start. He, he's not your starting catcher 20 years ago. I don't give a damn that he hit 34 home runs. He's, he's a DH at best, or he's a he's an off-the-bench player. If you strike out, more than you get on base, or if you strike out around 200 times, you know how many outs that is for you analytics guys? <laughs> Every time you strike out, you're giving up an out, and that's what you're trying to avoid is getting outs. Let me say this again. Every time you strike out, you get an out. Let's see if we give me a second. Let, let's dive into this a little bit. I'm using my cell phone because I ain't feel like picking up my iPad. Um... Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Last year, he struck out 125 times. It's 125 outs. Imagine, who's got the best strike? Let's look at a guy like Mike Trout. Let's let's see what the best player in baseball does, and I'll wrap this up. You guys get the gist of what I'm saying. Mike Trout, last season, bad example. Mike Trout strikes out around 100 times. <laughs> All right, uh, let's find somebody else. Um... Who was like assistant guy? What about King Griffey Jr.? I know I'm comparing these guys to like Hall of Famers, but you get the point. You get the point. All right, Griffey, 97. Here you go. Griffey, 1995. It, the first, check this out. Griffey before 96 never struck out 100 times. And he was a starter every year. Before 1996, never struck out 100 times. Uh, we're not going to talk about post-2000 because he never played more than the games he batted in, but he played over 100 games before 1996 and never struck out over 100 times. And that was six years of his career. Come on. Striking out is bad. It always has been. So if the Yankees cut down on that crap, you tell Aaron Judge, you tell Sanchez to to hit more like DJ LeMahieu, who, who used the whole field. The whole field is there. Use the whole field. Um, I think the, I mean, and then you go to Giancarlo Stanton and you go, look, man, you're, he's the only one allowed to strike out because he's hit or miss. And when he hits it, he hits it. But he should be the only one. Make him your primary DH. Find a way to get rid of Aaron Hicks because he's a bum. And replace him with anybody. And then you're making progress. And I think the Yankees, because the pitcher staff is going to, the pitcher staff is what it is. The Yankees got a two-headed monster. You got Cole. You got Tanaka. Tanaka's never had a number one to pitch in front of him before. He has been a number one, I think, which was unfair for him. But he's had great years. And then when James Paxton comes back, the Yankees got a solid three. And then the rest is, you know, as they say, history. 
in a, if the, 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 the baseball season returns and it's in a shorter capacity, the Yankees are built to win right now. It's clear as that. Or the Rays, because it's a shorter season. The Rays got the talent, and that could be scary. It really could. So if you're, you know, so if you're the Yankees, I'm putting together. My, I got 20 different lineups right now. If I'm Aaron Boone, and I'm going old school. I don't care. We we're bunting. We're stealing. We're we're putting the ball in play. You put the ball in play. You know what you do? You make the defense work. You create errors. You know what I'm saying? Missed opportunities. You're, you're giving your team a shot here versus just uh, um, living on a prayer. Oh, swinging on a prayer. You know what I'm saying? Take my hand. I'll swing the bat. Strike out or miss. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much what you're hoping for. Put the ball in play. I don't know why it's like taboo. Guys made careers out of it. Come on. <clears throat> Enough about me ranting about the Yankees. There will be plenty more times I talk about the Bronx Bombers. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk two topics. Well, a little bit of Isaiah Thomas and Mad- Michael Jordan. and Or, excuse me, I'm going to read Isaiah Thomas versus the world, apparently. And then we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill all you Cowboys lovers. I'm just going to shred you in the next, uh, in the next segment. All right. Um, we're going to throw on... Some uh, Eric Church, and I'll be back shortly. Downright Sports Radio. They're the in crowd. We're the other ones. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our color show where the numbers ain't. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. That's how we run The outsiders The outsiders
right. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god. The applause is ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't expecting that. That was, uh, you know, I only put it in there. <laughs> um, so, I don't know where to start. Because there's a lot of craziness going on in sports. I'm going to start with the Cowboys. That's right. I'm going to start with the Cowboys. Because um, I woke up this morning, and before I do any show, um, I make sh- I put it on ESPN to see if there was like a crazy breaking news while I was asleep. And I know you're like, well, bro, why not just such oh, Hold on. Get the megaphone. Why don't you just set your alarm for one? Because I want to sleep. And I don't get paid to do this. So if it breaks, it breaks. And I find out when I wake up. But the if you remember in the draft, if you watched the draft, there was a player drafted by the name of, I want to say, CCD Lab. I'm not going to ask why his parents named him after a dog. But he's a wide receiver from Oklahoma, and he was the one who took the phone out of his girlfriend's hand. It's a bad look already. <laughs> it's a bad look already. You know, you on live TV, your girlfriend picks up the phone, or the girl sitting next to you picks up the phone, and you snatch it out of her hand like you got something to hide. Not a good look, bruh. But anyway, he's drafted by the Cowboys, and already the Cowboys were handed the uh, Vince Lombardi trophy. Yeah, believe it or not, they were already rewarded the 2021 uh, season of 2020 uh, Super Bowl champions. You didn't see that? Yeah, it's incredible. I was very impressed because they beat no one to get it, but yet they're the pick. They're the favorite pick. Every year they're the favorite pick for no reason. There was a few years ago they were trash. Yeah, you got your running back who's not getting younger who takes a lot of wear and tear. He's went from being uh, Mercedes-Benz to now he's around a good Lexus. <laughs> he went from being a, a, a G-Wagon to maybe being a good Acura, which next year he'll be a very good Ford. No disrespect to people who own these cars, but you get what I'm getting at. Then you got your quarterback, Dak Prescott, who has not been paid yet, and you got to pay him. And now you just drafted a high-profile wide receiver. You're going to have to pay people. Dak Prescott probably wants a lot of money. I don't know if he deserves it, but I took the luxury and I called him Jerry Jones. And I was I wanted to you know get Jerry's take. And um, basically, Jerry, why in the devil are you making so many big, high-profile picks? See here, Brent. We will never win on the field. We understand that there are teams out there much more powerful than us, much more athletic than us. So what we try to do is we want to win in the offseason. We'll just, once again, give you a lot of huff and puff. We'll tell you how great we are. But when it's all said and done, we'll just keep losing, whether in the regular season or in the first or second round. Because uh, if I could have it my way, I would sign Emmett Smith, Smith and uh, Michael Irving and uh, Troy Aikman all over again because that's the last time I've seen some success. Uh, since then, these guys are uh, just paper champions and can't get it done. Now, yes, I didn't fire my coach, even though he's my son in law, but uh, this new guy, he only won one Super Bowl and never went back again. So I'm, I'm still winning in the offseason. Yeah, you hired uh, McCarthy, who coached Aaron Rodgers and couldn't win with Aaron Rodgers. 
Why do you think he's going to win with this group of guys? Oh, no, 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 no. Once again, Brent, see, you're mistaken. We're not trying to win the Super Bowl. We're trying to win the back pages. We just want to be on ESPN every day because uh, them fools just keep talking about us. So what the hell we need to win a championship for? According to ESPN, we're the greatest team ever in any sport. If you put us in basketball, we'd be the greatest team. If you put us in tennis, we'd be ranked number one. Hell, if you put us in NASCAR, we've already won the Daytona 500. If you put us in, in, in uh, cornhole, we're the greatest cornhole team ever. We don't have to play. We're just told we're great. And I love it. I love it every day. You're absolutely right, Jerry. <laughs> I, I just can't believe how wise you are when you realize your team can't win and is basically more hype than skill. That, that's, that's amazing. You're, you're trying to win the hype game. You're basically like a you're a no-talented rapper. That's what you are. You're absolutely right. I take all my, uh, I take all my uh, examples from guys like Drake and others like him. Where, you know, we're all uh, hype and, and fluff. And, you know, we know the ladies love us. So we're just going to go based on that. We, we love the fact that the ladies love us. And, uh, you know, we're still the number one team. We're America's team. And uh, we, we're, we're good with that. But uh, as far as winning the Super Bowl, ha, we know we're not winning no damn Super Bowl no time soon. Jerry, I appreciate your time. <clears throat> it's been a lot of fun. Um, we hope to maybe speak to you again next week. You know, maybe you come back anytime you want, Jerry. I, I appreciate it, Brent. You, you, you have a good one. Jerry Jones, everybody, not the real Jerry Jones. If you're mistaken, you think it was. If you do think it was the real Jerry Jones, you are my favorite person for that one. <laughs> but no, the, this kid is not going to be the difference maker. Never in the history of football since Jerry Rice. That's right. One player has a wide receiver made the difference. The team already was stacked with talent. No way in hell they added this guy, and he's now just going to be the savior. If they win the Super Bowl because they added this kid, this kid needs the biggest contract I've ever seen. The biggest. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be frank. He played in a sorry football conference. He played for Oklahoma, where they only do is put the ball in the air. Now let's see what he does when he plays in the NFC East with a new cow, uh, a Redskins team that's going to be hungry and have a better defensive in front of them because they have a better defensive coach. Let's see what they do with the, 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 the Eagles, who's always a tough team to face. <sighs> we don't care about the Giants because the Giants is just a garbage fire. But let's see what they do, and we'll go from there. And if they can... <clears throat> if they can overcome all of that, then, you know, maybe, but I strongly doubt it. Now, the Michael Jordan documentary is still going on, Part episodes uh, three and four aired, and Isaiah Thomas made an appearance, the great Isaiah Thomas. <sighs> we found out there's still some, <laughs> some beef between Isaiah and Jordan. The infamous thing is that the Pistons came up with what's called the Jordan Rules. Jordan would go to the basket. They had slapped the piss out of Jordan, making sure Mike couldn't score. Because of this, they stopped the Bulls from uh, winning in the late uh, 80s. Now, Jordan said he went to the gym, bulked up, and made sure he could get through the Pistons. It worked, apparently. But it seems like the Pistons were upset that Jordan figured out how to beat them. And the Pistons, to me... In that time, that 91 team symbolized a team that was older, um, symbolized a team that 
they didn't have much offense going for them, and what they had going for them was bully ball, which was a dying breed of basketball. With TV becoming more prominent, you couldn't just have games where guys were throwing each other around and slapping the piss out of each other. You couldn't have that. Isaiah Thomas is one of the greatest point guards to ever play. If he's not, if he's not in your top 15 greatest player of all time, then you need to be reevaluate yourself. What he did in Detroit for all those years is on the same level as with Magic and Bird and those guys. Because you got to say to yourself, as great as the the Celtics were, the Pistons were just as great. But the Pistons had to go through those great Celtics. You know what I'm saying? They had to they had to overcome those guys, and finally they were able to because the Celtics got older and they were worn and beat down. And then not to mention they beat. Um, they beat the Lakers, dethroned the Lakers twice, if I'm not mistaken, in the NBA Finals, dethroned them, and something that, you know, nobody saw coming, something that nobody thought could have been done, and they dethroned them, they, they knocked those guys out, um, I'm looking up right now, 1989 Finals, the Pistons, yeah, they beat the Lakers, and 1990, they beat the Trailblazers. Yeah. Wow, Trailblazers was pretty good. <laughs> they beat the Trailblazers. But um, should Isaiah Thomas have been left off that uh, dream team? No, he should have been on the dream team. Should they hold grudges today? I respect the fact that they hold grudges because I hold grudges. I don't tell anybody because my job tells me I can't, but I I'm a big grudge holder. Um, the con- but Isaiah says something to me again that if just be recognize what greatness is. I'm watching this Jordan documentary and it just reminds me that there's not a player, past, present, or future. Let me past or present that can touch Mike. Don't give me this crap that if Mike played with LeBron and Kevin Durant. Or if those guys played back then, they Jordan wouldn't be in the category of great players. Give me a break. You put Jordan in today's day and age with the same technology, the same workout regiments, the same um, the, the same abilities. I mean, not abilities. The same resources these young guys have at their disposal, and you're telling me Mike's not going to be even better. Look at the NBA the way it's formed today. Mike used to Mike was dropping sixty points on guys that was hitting him in the face. You don't even have to get touched until you go to the basket. To, you can walk in today's NBA. You don't have to dribble the ball. LeBron James takes he invented a new drip called the crab dribble, where he basically takes five any amount of steps he feels is necessary. He so give Jordan, who was fundamentally sound, these abilities. You know what he will do? He will embarrass you. He would expose you. Not to mention, and to, whatever you told Jordan he couldn't do, Jordan didn't have to shoot threes because threes wasn't a big prominent thing back then. But now you tell him, oh, I can, I, all right, I'll shoot a three. Come on. The guy dropped 60 on the Celtics, which is still a record, and I don't even think he shot more than three threes. If that you got guys today, all they do is shoot threes. They can't put up 20 points. So enough with this, the athlete today is better than the athlete yesterday. Because the athlete today just had the workout 
stuff is different. They may have a better physique, but you can't replace brains, you can't replace skill, and you can't replace instinct. Because if that was the case, Kevin Durant would have more than just the, the, the two championships he has for tail, uh, uh, for meat riding the Golden State Warriors, and LeBron James would have more than the three he had after going to eight in the row. You're not going to tell Magic, uh, <clears throat> you're not going to tell Magic, Jordan, uh, Kareem, Bill Russell, you're not going to tell those guys that they were going to that many championships and they were going to lose more than they won. That ain't happening. No, no, no. No, and I stick by that. I don't give a, don't care what y'all say. <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna wrap this thing up in the last segment. We keep it short. I went on a little too long. It's all good. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, Downright Sports Radio. Alright, 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 yes, yes, I love the love, I love the love, uh, it's like, I'm patting my own self on the back here, because that's pretty much what I'm doing, when <laughs> you get sound effects, uh, thank you all for listening, um, if you're, first time you're listening to the show, subscribe, please, uh, <clears throat> if you're listening to Apple Podcast, uh, become a friend, 
Um, I want to say you hit the subscribe button. I'll walk you through it. You click on your iPhone. You hit where it says iTunes. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you click the app. And at the top, it will say subscribe. And then at the bottom, you see where it says uh, rankings and reviews. You click that and you write in a review. Uh, whether it's good or bad, I will accept it. I just want the bloody review. <laughs> uh, I got one here. I should pay attention more. came in on Tuesday. Uh, sports talk has sounded like butt cheeks until downright sports. This podcast raked by Sports IQ and Awareness. Shout out to the host, Brent. Keep on doing your thing. I appreciate that from the one and only DJ Chase. I don't care who the review comes from. long as it comes from somebody. I've actually had five of these things. Um, yeah, I got five of these things. I got, And I don't pay attention as much. I honestly don't like reading my press clippings. Um, but... Because it makes me uncomfortable. But I appreciate them when they come. I really do. So, yeah. Um, Major League Baseball is in a very, what I say, good situation right now. Because no sport is going on. Now, the NFL, being the genius that it is, had the draft recently. So they introduced to the new crop of talent, and they made sure they stay relevant. The NFL makes sure that you won't forget about them. They <clears throat> Their theme song is, Don't You Forget About Me. That is their theme song. Like, they're walking off, and they're like, You will remember us forever. Baseball needs to pull something out their butt right now, and that is, who's the face of the league right now? I've been asking this question for about two years now. I honestly been asking the question since Derek Jeter retired, and I want to know who the face of the league is. Now, there's a couple guys I wrote down that could be the potential faces of the league. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, uh, Ozell Tuve, Clayton Kershaw, Bryce Harper, Cody Bellinger. Most people probably would say that it's going to be uh, Bryce Harper. Um, the I like Mike Trout, best player in the league. But you're saying, well, Brent, what should baseball do? i tell you what the hell baseball should do. You need to put these guys everywhere. All this stuff you see sitting at home on these Zooms and everything and athletes facing each other. Like, there needs to be something that shows the, the personality of these guys. I watch baseball and I pay attention to it. I won't lie to you. A lot of these players got the personality of a thumbtack. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're just so, yeah, like, you know. So, hey, how'd you feel about winning the game? It was just another game. You know, I felt good. Um, I saw the pitch. I hit the ball. And uh, the ball went far. And we won. And I'm like, what in the hell was that? The days of old, players used to get drunk before and after games. So they gave you a little bit more to talk about. I know today's player doesn't really get hammered, wink, wink, because their body is a temple, man. And I don't, I won't allow such such assets. Trust me, you play 162 games. You may want to get a little tipsy. But the game of baseball needs a guy that just screams, oh, he's entertainment. Somebody... I want to say it was Marcus Tim Tims. He's now on the Nationals. That kid is box office. He needs to be everywhere. I don't know why his face is not plastered all over ESPN right now. And you're saying now you're coming back at me. And you're going, Brent. What should they do? You're you're suggesting things, but what should they do? 
the commissioner needs to sit down with the union and the union needs to come to a clear and understand that if their players are not out there selling their product that eventually nobody's going to buy it why do you think in the middle of june and july and august there's nobody at a cleveland uh, indians game when the team is up by 10 games because nobody knows the players Baseball is one of the few sports where people kind of root for the team, but they root for the player mainly. And if you're not a Yankee or a Dodger or hell, even a Met, people don't root for your team willy-nilly. There is not a bunch of Milwaukee Brewer fans just wandering the street. They're not a bunch of Florida Marlins fans wandering the street. You have to have something. You have to have some sex appeal. Something out there. <coughs> so... I'm suggesting to baseball right now that if you ever hear this podcast, hire me today as your PR uh, personnel, and I guarantee I will increase attendance by 10% my first year on the job. I've never taken a job where I haven't improved something. I can guarantee that, damn it. I will increase it because I know what you need to do. Right now, ESPN has been showing baseball, old baseball games. Which tells me that ESPN still has love in his heart for baseball. Which tells me fans out there still love the game. But the problem is they're showing old games for guys who ain't played in 20, 30, 40 years. When they show these basketball games, they're relevant. All the ESPN basketball games they're showing right now have LeBron James, who's still relevant. Have um, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. And don't tell me, oh, because they don't own the rights through any of that BS. All right, I just watched a, a boxing match that CBS broadcasted. They got the rights, and they're the worldwide leader. They get whatever they want, but they're but purposely, I'm pretty sure that. Oh, not to mention that when they show these classic, well, football you just go out there, but I'm pretty sure that the NBA, uh, uh, Silver, and all those people was like, "Yo, man, keep us relevant. Don't show." You know, they don't want to show the old guys because they don't want people to see what real basketball was played like. So, hey, man, let's keep LeBron and all these guys relevant. And that's how it's done. They keep their names out there. Baseball's got to do the same thing. I know you got your own channel, but ain't nobody watching like that. I mean, I love the channel. But first of all, it ain't even a channel you can watch everywhere. I can pick up the NFL network anywhere. I can't watch the MLB network everywhere. For some reason, it's blacked out when I try to watch it when I'm not in front of a direct TV. You're a real genius. <laughs> so I, 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 I've been trying to use that sound effect all day. So I think that's what baseball needs to do. But anyway, thank you all for listening. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I was happy to do a new show today. I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna do another pop up show later this week unless something happens and I just need to get it off my chest. But I think I need to. Normally around this time of year, I would start preparing. I think. There been break. There would be breaks in between, but I would have started preparing for you know the 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 end of the the season, and you know. But pff, we're just gonna keep doing shows until I don't or I do, and stay tuned. Hey, check us out at our Twitter, Brent Reed eighteen. Go to our Twitter. I'm trying to be more active. Try uh, go to our Facebook fan page at Downrate Sports. Go to our Instagram at Downrate Sports. Uh, subscribe at Apple Podcasts like we talked about earlier. Leave a comment. Leave a comment at uh, SoundCloud or Google Play. Um, become a friend of the show. Tell a friend about the show. Uh, a lot of fun today. Uh, thank you all. Be safe. Please be safe. I know it's a lot of fools.
fools out there that, you know, talk about, I want to go outside. I need my freedom. Trust me, you got plenty of freedom, buddy. Stay your butt at home. Um, think about others. Everybody's thinking about themselves. Think about others because um, if you want some normalcy to come back, if you want to attend a sporting event, it's going to take you cooperating with everybody and not just thinking you're in it by yourself. I go to I have my regular day job. I see a lot of very, very foolish people that think that this thing out here, the coronavirus, I'm not scared to say it, think the coronavirus is a joke. Think it's something to play around with. Um, if you know, when you know, if if your leadership is failing you, then you better figure out a way to make it work. When um, every, when other countries in the world that we have been the been in front of most things, we're now behind. You know, that's that's a problem, and it takes us all to come together and not go out in the street and protest with guns and look like some dummies. It's just, I'm just call it like it is. I don't care if you listen to if you were listening to the show and now you're offended. Oh well, but you know it's real. I have people in my family that are. I've been affected by this. I've lost two people to it, and um, you say what you want, but it's legit. So I haven't lost anybody to. Uh, I didn't lose anybody to any other thing that hit us, West Nile or. Uh, the bird flu or Ebola, <laughs> you know, but this little common cold took out two people that's for, that were uh, that I was connected to in my life. So you know, check your check yourself, you know, and think think the smart way. If you if 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 you drive with a seatbelt on, why is that any different? Do you do you purposely not drive with a seatbelt on? Do you just tell a cop f off? It's America, I do what I want. No, there are laws and there are reasons behind it. And I don't know why all of a sudden now the law doesn't matter to the great. If you, I heard somebody say this the other day and I kind of want to back this up and I'll wrap the show up here. You call yourself a patriot, then you follow the laws of the land. A patriot is not a rebel. No, you are a terrorist. So let me just be clear there, all right? And I'll wrap it up. So you guys have fun. Be safe. Um, I got my word out. I don't go very political on the show at all, but I felt I should express that because I don't like what I'm seeing and reading, and I think it's ignorant and stupid. So um, be safe out there, and uh, I'll see you guys when I, I'll talk to you guys probably again Sunday. Oh, tune in Wednesday, tomorrow, Wednesday. YouTube uh, top 10 greatest WMA players of all time. I forgot to promote my own damn show. <laughs> all right. See you.
Nothing to do, I'm nothing to 